Hey guys, welcome back to the Run It Back podcast. I am your host, Joy. Alongside with me, as always, is Wes. How are you doing today, Wes? Hi, Wes. Hi, Run It Back Nation. I'm good today. We had a lot of news uh, to cover this week. Yeah, yeah, for uh, Formula One and also for boxing. So uh, check out the No Decision right after uh, the Run It Back podcast. Uh, we're going to discuss a lot about the about boxing, everything in boxing this happened this week, and also for the upcoming fights. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's get into it, Wes, for the hot laps. Um, Red. Uh, so there's gonna there's more car launches that uh, happened this week, uh, and so Red Bull uh, launched their car on Monday, uh, and not a lot of changes to the car except for one of my favorite changes, uh, one that we pretty much anticipated because of the um, the departure of Aston Martin. Uh, and replaced by Honda in the rear wing of the Red Bulls. What do you think about it? Well, it's good because they have to put something there, right? right. It wouldn't have uh, been a surprise if they just had all Red Bull all around, but it's also good that they have Honda on the rear wing this time around. I can't say for sure that it is to honor them or wish them goodbye as this is their last season right. in Formula One, right. at least to date. But for them to put it on the car, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. And it continues with the theme that I have been maintaining all off-season, which is I wouldn't be surprised if all the cars look more or less the same. Right. And obviously Red Bull is the prime example of that. But other than that, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked this livery. Um... I've always, like, it's kind of one of those timeless liveries, um, you know, like, they're kind of copying McLaren back in the 80s and early 90s where they didn't really, McLaren didn't really change the, the liveries, uh, especially with that Marlboro um, title sponsor. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I like the new implementation of the Honda. Uh, it just, I don't know, it, it just makes me so proud just seeing that huge bolded Honda logo. In the back of the rear wing or in the back and the front of the rear wing uh but yeah um it's kind of quite sad that this might be the very last time we see them in either the alpha tauri and red bull cars yeah it is uh because of course as a regular consumer um honda is what i drive around and it's cool to see that logo on the top tier of motor racing but of course again it's understandable it's it's not a profitable business right for any car company to be in formula one as sad as that sounds right but at the same time it's good ad space i think right. if red bull can perform very well this season as well as alpha tori it'll help honda very marginally but any help is help right right so really good to have that on there alongside where the hood of the car would be and of course i'm sure both teams both both sides whether it's honda and the red bull conglomerate they're going to do whatever they can to get the most out of this partnership while it while they still have it really all right so yeah uh, like you said right you you said like you 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 like this livery um how much like one out of five how much would you rate it? I would just say four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. Because, okay. look, look, I, I don't really think there's a perfect livery out there, no right. matter how hard any team tries. Right, right. And four and a half, really, I think it's probably the best that it could get, given that I don't see Red Bull changing anything within the next 10 years, assuming they're still in the sport right. 10 years from now. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I also like the car. Um, they've kept with this livery, uh, you know, for so long. Um, uh, not a lot of changes to it. Like we said, you know, we didn't really anticipate any changes, but I I'm rating it at 3.5. Uh, I think it's good. It's solid. And yeah, it's just a classic, classic livery. But uh, yeah, let's move on to the other car that, uh, or the other team that launched their car this week. Uh, Alfa Romeo, which it, like a lot of people say, like all they did was kind of flip the livery. I think that this is actually a really, really good move. Um, I really think that the car is very beautiful. It like I love that they moved the the red onto like the bottom half of the car. It just it, it looks so much more faster. You know, we know that Alfa Romeo is not going to be very fast this year, but it looks so sleek and looks so fast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I want to get your reaction, Wes. It's an Abarth, but longer and faster. Hmm. If you notice, Abarths are red on the bottom too. Right. So, no, it looks good. And again, I might be repeating this the whole time when we discuss liveries, but <laughs> nothing, nothing really surprises me. Right, right. Absolutely. Because this is basically 2020 2.0. You know, it's not going to be anything mind-blowing. Yeah. And yeah, I, I will say that this is probably better. It's kind of like, in a way, think of it as a team wearing their away uniform or their right. third uniform. <laughs> that's basically what they're putting right. on. Th that's exactly how I kind of viewed it. And um, with the more, I guess, the more prominent color is the white. It just pops out a little bit more for me. Oh, for sure. And right. you look at the Sauber cars, they were mostly white on top, right? Right, right. So, I mean... It looks good. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It's yeah. just, you know, it, it's nothing, again, nothing surprising. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wish they had the driver pairing that looks just as good. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm still a little off about Schumacher not going to the Alfa Romeo or even Callum Eilat. But, I mean, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, okay, Wes, what would you rate this? I'd give it a, a four. A four. Okay. Cool. So I'm I'm very friendly to white cars and yeah. you know that's obviously there and it looks more Alfa Romeo esque right just based on the Alfa Romeos that I see on the street but yeah even though like I said with the all the liveries that came out this year nothing surprising but at the same time you know I still gotta give it some kind of some kind of positive feedback right so absolutely I also want to give a shout out to that green uh, clover leaf is that what you call it I love that. Uh, um, but yeah, um, actually, Wes, I think that so far, this is the best livery I've seen uh, in a in a while. Uh, this is going to be up there for me. Like, this is going to be like that 4.5 for me. Uh, it really just, it really just, uh, it's up to the other, um, to the rest of the grid to see how they do, which I don't think they're going to change much either way. But I really like this car. It's so beautiful. It's probably the only Ferrari-powered car I'd drive in F1 2020. But 
Uh, something tells me though. Something tells me though that a German team based in England is gonna just blow everyone away. Ooh, okay. Have you seen the renderings of uh of that said German team? I don't believe in renderings. Okay. Unless it's soccer. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Okay. Well, uh, supposedly it's gonna be half black and half silver. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see. But uh, yeah, let's move on to um, pretty much quite the biggest shocking news I would say. Um, Ferrari is entering WEC, not but not now they have been in WEC for a while in the um, GTE Pro series, um, but this time they're going to enter as a uh, not a prototype but a hypercar. They're going to go for the hypercar entry in 2023. So uh, this is going to be the first time Ferrari's of uh, Ferrari's involvement into Le Mans as a factory team since 1973, which is interesting because, you know, Ferrari has pretty much been exclusively in Formula One. Uh, I'm talking about the factory team, of course. But uh, yeah, Wes, uh, what's your reactions to Ferrari entering WEC? Can we sit here and wait until Ford says they're going to come back too? Ooh, ooh. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they poach uh, Ford to this poaches Ford to to enter, right? But I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> sure, but I think it's good for yeah. WEC. I mean, right. there at one point Ferrari was pretty much the model franchise for racing in general. Exactly. Right. right. At least in in that part of the world. Right. Right. Um, of course, there's no guarantee how this return or reboot, whatever you want to call it, will result in. Mm. Because as far as we're concerned, in the WEC environment, this is Toyota's championship to lose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that you said that, Wes, because Toyota has a huge mountain to climb this year. Um, well, not just this year, but in the future seasons, because Peugeot is joining Right, Aston Martin will be joining in the future. Glickenhaus. Glickenhaus. Uh, yeah, the 007. Audi is returning to mm -hmm. the BBC, and now they have Ferrari. And you know, like you said, right? Ford looks at this and says, "This is quite interesting, and this is quite um, promising." Well, I guess part of the reason why I would see i would like to see ford uh return to wec in the hypercar series is because ferrari's reasons to join wec they said that they joined wec because it's the technical freedom that they will have right formula one is quite strict so wec is quite um a change of pace for them and also the of course the um, the hypercar series pretty much has a hybrid platform so do you think that they could be using some kind of technology that they have from their formula one cars i mean i'm pretty sure they would right of course especially if in this day and age formula one is still technically faster than wec right absolutely i don't see why you can't take some of that technology homologate it mm. i mean of course that's easier said than done right let's let's not get that wrong i'm not gonna sit here like a lame <laughs> duck and act like it's a <laughs> plug and play right okay but I'm not surprised. Yeah, absolutely. If Porsche said that they've made a Formula One engine not too long ago, I don't see why Ferrari 
right. is not capable of doing that. Or even the other teams uh, that are in the hypercar class, right? Especially Toyota. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if Toyota made something crazy like that, but just never discloses to the public because they're more about putting their consumer cars first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Wes. And like, yeah, uh, I think which brings up, like, you brought up a really good point, right? For for some for some time now, um, the WEC has been, or the, the Le Mans Hypercar uh, series, well, not the Le Mans, but the prototypes, they were kind of viewed as the rivals to Formula One because the lap times were so identical. Um, but, you know, in years past, kind of, you know, WC has stepped back on these has stepped back on these regulations, making the the prototype cars a little slower. The um, the hypercar series is gonna be slower. Um uh, but it's still I think it's still viewed as the rivals to Formula One. And I think that's what Ferrari kind of saw and attracted them to W back to WEC. I I mean, if that's the case, so be it. Right. To be honest, I didn't really read into what's their motive to get back into WEC. Okay. But I did see an announcement. Right. And really, again, what is racing without Ferrari? That's true. Right? That's true. Because, like I said, in the European circuit, whether that's Le Mans or F Formula One, it's always been Ferrari that has a common name in there. So for them to come back, it's, it's only fitting. And if, as as fans, as part-time content creators of this sport, we should be lucky to be living in this time. Right. Because now we get a chance to see our own version of Ferrari in a endurance race. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that, Wes. And yeah, th I mean that's pretty much what we have for for uh, hot laps. Um, so yeah, we're gonna take a quick thirty second break, uh, you guys, and then we'll start uh, our bold predictions for the twenty twenty one season. All right, guys, welcome back to the Run It Back podcast. Uh, so we left off. Uh, we were covering the hot laps for Formula One, and now we're kind of continuing to our bold predictions of uh, twenty of the twenty twenty one season. But uh, yeah, uh, Wes, we're going to make our bold predictions. It's pretty much like, you know, the outrageous, preposterous predictions that we could possibly make. And uh, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to kind of uh, rebut this argument, you know, uh, or any of the predictions that I make. But my bold prediction. Well, how many predictions are we making before we... we... Give, I'm only give making the, two. Give the give the listen. Give it a give, there. You go. I was gonna say give yeah. the listeners some context. Yeah, I'm only <laughs> I'm only giving two. Uh, you could give as many as you want, but uh, I'm only giving two. Um, but uh, yeah. So my bold predictions for the 2021 season. It uh, my first one is that there's gonna be a three horse race for second okay. place in the constructors. Uh, and I think it's gonna be between McLaren, Ferrari, and Red Bull. Now there have been reports that Ferrari have um, gained quite a lot in the streets um, this year uh, with that entirely rebuilt engine, and of course McLaren, they have this uh, Mercedes engine. They're kind of being seen as the racing point from last year, and of course we have kind of the defending second place 
champs, I guess you would say. Red Bull. So, uh, yeah, pretty much this. I think this is going to be my fight for second place. I think the second place for the Constructors is going to be more interesting about who gets to finish first in the Constructors. Because I think we all know who's going to win. But, yeah, any reactions, Wes? I think I agree with just about everything you said. Ooh. Okay. Um, it, it looks it looks realistic, right? <laughs> right, right. With uh, McLaren, Ferrari, and Red Bull, you said? Right. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, as much as I don't really have Ferrari in my good graces, right? right. Or Ferrari, right? I did say, I did go on record saying, okay, Mattia, if you're going to sit out these races to claim that you're going to work on this engine, you better. Okay. You better come with a good-ass product next season. Right. And I am still doubling down on that. Right. Okay? I, I'm i not going to – I'm not the kind of guy that's going to be like, okay, well, okay, you better come back and then act like I never said anything. No. No. I really want that for Ferrari. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I think they belong in the front of the, of the grid, um, especially with the amount of money that they're spending on their cars. It, it, you, if you're a Ferrari fan, you expect them to be in the front of the grid. But, uh, sure. yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess a lot of people were still saying that McLaren was going to win the third place in the Constructors because they they predicted that um, a lot of fans and a lot of analysts predicted that um, McLaren was only going to close the gap to Red Bull. They're not going to necessarily be fighting against Red Bull. Um, I guess that's why I made this kind of outrageous claim. And also Ferrari, you know, coming from the sixth uh, best car from the constructors or the sixth place champions, sixth place winners. And um, and the constructors, how could they jump from sixth to second? You know, but again, this is Ferrari. They, they have the resources to do so. Sure. And it doesn't sound as preposterous as you think, okay. Joey. And that's where I'm going to rebuttal with you because on paper, Right. McLaren is probably the third best team on the grid. Exactly, right? Yeah. But then, again, that doesn't mean anything in practice. Mm. We we don't know unless we race. Absolutely. It's like it's like when a fighter tells, oh, shout to our boxing podcast, no decision. It's like when a boxer says, oh, I hit harder than this fighter. Oh, that doesn't mean shit. Right. You know, yeah. you can still get knocked out by a softer punching guy. Right. Or beaten still. Well, first right? you got to so land in, the punch, right? Exactly. All right. In, in this case, in this case, you know, just because the Red Bull or the Ferrari or whatever other cars are hypothetically faster than you, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Absolutely. Right. So going into the turbo hybrid era, it was Red Bull's championship to lose. Mm. They didn't expect Mercedes to just go blow everyone right away. The second the car hit tarmac right <laughs> right right so absolutely. there you go yeah absolutely and uh yeah so my second uh prediction my second bold prediction i think i think this is one you'd probably find absurd but i think esteban ocon is going to wipe the floor <laughs> on fernando alonso i think that you know, Esteban Ocon, before he had to take a year off, he was pretty much the George Russell of uh, Formula One. Um, he was very highly rated by uh, analysts, by pretty much drivers. 
Like, he was going to be the next guy in that Mercedes lineup, right? Um, but unfortunately, right, he had to take a year off, and now he's back. And of course, like, I wasn't expecting much from him last year because taking a year off on anything, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be as fast as you think you are or as good as you think you are. So, you know, I, I am kind of giving him an excuse uh, for last season, but he did manage to pick it up and he started to close the gap on Daniel Ricardo. Unfortunately, you know, he ha he doesn't have the chance to go up against Daniel on the same machinery anymore. But Fernando Alonso hasn't been in a Formula One car for like three, four years, right? So I actually will make the prediction that Ocon will wipe, will sweep um, Fernando Alonso. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about sweep. There you go. Okay. Great, great, great. I can't say sweep. Yeah. But I could say that it could be a 500 season Ooh. for Ocon. Split in quali or both quali and races. In both quali and race. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Because Fernando Alonso is Fernando Alonso, right? Right. He's still going to have tricks up his sleeve. He's still going to do whatever he does best. Hmm. And sometimes they'll be caught out on a good day, and sometimes both men will be caught out on a bad day. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's still Renault, right? Right. Renault, Renault hasn't, hasn't shown anything to the public eye that says we're better than Mercedes or Red Bull or McLaren or Ferrari even. Right. They're on the upswing, sure, but you need to actually overtake first for us to believe in it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Sure, Ocon has the experience with the team in this part of Renault's or Alpine's time in Formula One, but at the same time, it's it's not always advisable to bet against someone who has had success before, right? Right. Just ask. Just ask Kimi Räikkönen. Right. Yeah. So, it's it's not completely preposterous again. Okay. But I wouldn't go out as far as to say that Fernando Alonso is gonna lose every time to Alcon. I don't. That I can't see happening. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I do think that he's gonna lose to Alcon. Like up, he'll probably out qualify him once or twice. But I think Alcon's really gonna take the majority of the of the qualifying and races uh, results but uh what well, was uh let me ask you this real quick um if this does happen if Ocon does kind of outperform Alonso in both qualifying and um racing in the races uh does this do more to hurt Alonso's reputation or does this increase Ocon's reputation I think what you're trying to ask me is, does this hurt Fernando Alonso's legacy? Yeah. Or does this grow, grow Esteban Ocon's Esteban, yeah, star? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Hmm. I think it helps Ocon more than it hurts Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because you can't erase what he's done. Right. Two-time world champion. Right. Exactly. And he has won in other racing disciplines. Hmm. 
you can't take that away, even if he has one terrible season at Alpine. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's not it's not it's not the the worst thing that can happen if he loses to Alcon hmm. this season. But for Alcon, it gives everyone a reminder that they shouldn't have cut him in the first place. I would love to see that. I don't know. Uh, I, I like and, I like Sebastian. I mean, Esther, Sebastian Esteban Ocon. I like him. Exactly. And, you know, he's still young. He right. has more to gain in this game than Fernando Alonso. Right. So, of course, yeah, beating Alonso would just only help him there. All right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that, Wes. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to hear your predictions for the 2021 season. Let's see. Um, Russell's going to will that Williams into Q3 more than once. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. That's quite a bold. And, well, yeah, yeah, that's quite bold. And I think Lando's going to get his first win this year. Ooh, a win, not just a podium for, like, the, what, is going to be his third podium? If, uh, if it yeah, happens. it'll be his third, I think. Yeah. But I think he can get his first win this year. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, is that just a two? That's just a two. Okay. Okay, wow. Okay. Um. Ooh. Which one is not... Which one is most likely to happen? I, I think the most likely to happen is Lando winning his first race. Because I think we kind of agree that uh, McLaren is... They're, they're actually a lot faster than actually letting on. Um, and, yeah, George Russell will, willing that Williams to Q3. I mean, I don't actually... I think there were some, some moments in the season of uh, the 2020 season where he was quite close to breaking Q3. Maybe it was, a, it was in the, the wet sessions. But multiple times wow if if russell does that i mean you gotta you gotta think right botas is not coming back well by multiple the bar is gonna be low it's only gonna be two. Oh, okay wow okay. and i think i think he only i think he only i think he did get one q3 uh-huh but that, that was because certain things had to unfold right right and he also had a good lap right right he, yeah perfect lap <laughs> but uh so I could see him doing it at least twice, and that's obviously multiple. So okay, third, third, and fourth is on third or fourth time is a bonus. Right, right. But I can definitely see I can definitely see one and and two. Wow. But even if even if it's just one, that's already pretty good. Yeah, uh, if he makes one, I mean, that that also shows the progress that Williams is making. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, of all those. Like, I think Lando winning his first race, I, I don't think that's out of the question. We've seen Gasly win. We've seen Sergio win. Um, you know, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of combinations or opportunities for him to, to grab his first win. For sure. And I, I, I think he's due. He's shown that he's capable of getting consistent podiums and... Of course, Formula One, as as dominant as Mercedes has been, 
there can be opportunities for somebody else to win. And I think Lando is the next driver that nobody expected to win, but wins anyway. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So he would be what Gasly or Sergio Perez would be for this season. And just like I said, on paper, with your predictions, that he has the car. Right. On paper, at least. Right. So give it a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wes, before we go, let me uh, ask you one more last uh, question. If you think that Lando, Nor- Lando Norris will win his first race this season, do you think that overall, after the after the season, he will outscore uh, Daniel Ricciardo? We don't know until we race. All right, that's All my right. answer. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I, I I'm probably gonna agree with you. I think he's gonna win. He's probably going to have the best chance of winning this year, but I do think that Ricardo might have um, might have the legs on him. Uh, but yeah, uh, pretty much that is it, you guys, for the Run It Back podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you tune in for the No Decision podcast. That's going to be the, the podcast where we cover um, boxing, uh, the upcoming bouts, and pretty much the most recent bouts uh, of boxing. So yeah, uh, tune in for that one. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Good night. Keep it on track.